Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, it is a big day on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. And it's a big day. Why? Because... Brad found his way home from Africa. found his way home. Brad found his way home from Africa. Found his way home. After a full week. Thanks to Delta and Kalen. Um, Mostly Delta, though. Kalen. I got words, but anyway, Delta, oh, wow. love okay, it, then. hometown heroes. Well, I'm just so darn glad that after a week away, Bradley Trainer found his way home from Africa and uh, made his way to the studio today so we could have a little fun on the radio show today. And Bradley, I'm sure you w- learned a lot. I did, and in fact, I thought we could play a little game. I'm going to give you some words of some things that I learned about in Rwanda. That's where I was for the last week. Mm. Long story, I can share it with you another time, but... I thought I'd share some of the things I learned and we could do like sort of a game show thing. You could guess. I'll give you the thing with the thing. Okay. Can I get you in the mood here? Let's do it. All right, Colleen. This is a game show I like to call So Fonda Rwanda. Why am I so fond of Rwanda? I'm going to tell you. And uh, you could win a big prize. I can? Yeah, no, actually. I did get you guys a gift. It's in my trunk and it's too cold. And so you're gonna ain't have to nobody wait walking out to their car right now unless but if they you gotta win, go somewhere. If you win, either of you for that matter, you can get your prize. Okay, well, this okay. is exciting. Let's get this thing started. I'm going to so yeah. give you a word. You're going to tell me what you think the word means. The, the uh, Holly, you can play as well. The, whoever gets closer to the meaning of the actual word We'll win a point, okay? Without going over. Well, there's no going over because it's not a monetary thing, but yes. All right. Okay, let's do it. First up. Akabanga. What's an akabanga, you guys? Akabanga. Akabanga. Hmm. An akabanga, as everyone knows, Mm. is an instrument commonly played. Uh, It's a percussive instrument instrument played with the hands and the nose okay the hands and the nose in rwanda percussive instrument in rwanda it's called an the akabanga. akabanga okay uh holly what do you think an akabanga is is it a noun yes oh i didn't think to ask questions you could ask me if you want to use oh, it in a sentence all right. Right. akabanga yeah. i'm going to say it's a van Ooh, a van. That's a very interesting guess. A van or a percussive instrument? That you play with? You're both wrong! Your hands and your nose. Oh. There it is. Do you know what akabanga is? No. It is a taste treat sensation. 
It's chi- hot chili oil from Rwanda. They only make it in Rwanda. It's called Akabanga. You ca- they everywhere you go to eat, there will be on the table a little vial of Akabanga. Okay, and you dab 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 on your food, and it just lights it up. Is it is it tasty? It's very spicy. Is it? Yeah, and you don't love super spicy. I I mean I can put a few few uh, drops on it, but I bet Jamie was oh, like he, dousing. Would it surprise you to learn we bought two giant? Jugs of Akabanga on our way back. Okay, so no points for you guys. Akabanga, the things I learned about in Rwanda. All right. We got another one for you. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. What is Umuganda? Umuganda. Umuganda is a popular greeting. It means... I love you, and I can't wait to squeeze you. Okay, Umaganda is a greeting, says Colleen. Mm-hmm. Holly, what is a Umaganda? Again, Bradley, I ask you, is it a noun? Oh, like, forget I can ask things. <laughs> Umaganda is, in fact, a, a noun. Thank you, Bradley. You're welcome. I'm going to say Umaganda is a van. <laughs> Sound by the river. No, you're both wrong. Oh. Uganda is really cool, you guys. So it kind of has the word Uganda in it. So I was like, wow. I want to Whoa, sorry, that down. got exciting. Sorry. <laughs> that got real exciting for a second there. Okay, what now? Umuganda. Mm-hmm. This is this really cool thing. And you guys, I think we need to bring the Umuganda to the United States. Okay. okay. It's a practice. Now, it's basically this. The last Saturday of the month, every month, everyone in Rwanda stops what they're doing for about four hours in the morning from like Saturday morning until about noon. You literally cannot do anything in the country. And if you are out and about doing something that is not Umuganda, um, then the police are going to be, well, they're going to arrest you, but the police will be like, hi, you're going to get a fine if you don't Umuganda all over the place. Umuganda is like community service. Oh, I like that. So now you know that Rwanda has had, um, they have a terrible... Uh, a chapter in their history of genocide, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. right? Um, one of the ways that they are dealing with that as a culture is instituting this, I don't want to call it mandatory, but it it is essentially you'll get a fine if you don't do Umuganda, where everybody, no matter, like the president all the way down to like the the lowest, uh, you know, person on the totem pole is doing Umuganda once a month. Last Saturday, the entire country stops to do community service. And it's legit. We were actually there for sort of a warm up of Umuganda. Uh, even in the refugee camp, the refugees do the Umuganda. That is really cool. Yeah, so people who have nothing are still giving back. And like, well, give me an example of what that would look like. like so what we did the things that they would Umuganda do. Umuganda project where we just like uh, cut some grass, cleaned up some brush. People, and, do, and can you come up with it yourself? It doesn't necessarily have to be organized, or are you assigned a no. certain? Oh, uh, that's so cool. As far as I know, I mean, there there may be some assigned portions depending on who you are, but for the most part, it's like a community service. It's cleaning up. And by the way, Rwanda is like Singapore and a bunch of other places in the world. Some of the cleanest uh, places that I've ever been to. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Unreal. All right. We got All one right. more. You okay. got time? Yeah, we got time. Let's do it. Should I do it? Yeah. Let's do oh, it. Okay. Number three. Okay, so we have Akabanga, Umuganda. What's a Kawabonga? Well, it's actually not Kawabonga. It's called Kawanga, Kaunga, mm-hmm. Kaunga. But we kept calling it Kawabonga. What's that? It's a van. <laughs> nice try. Did you want to ask what kind of word it is? No, I just want to take Holly's answer. It's not a van. Holly, what's a Kawanga? <laughs> That's the equivalent of $1, Bob. I'm not. Is it a noun, Bradley? It is a noun. Oh, thank you, Bradley. Is it some kind of food? 
Yes! Yeah! Give her a point! Okay, so um, it also goes by a bunch of other names. You'll hear it called Mealy Meal, um, um, Mealy Lily Pop, Putu, Sadza, <laughs> Obubumu Shamashima, and Posho. Kaunga is a. I feel like you made all of that. <laughs> I kind of did. I'm just reading these words very quickly. Okay. It's basically a type of cornmeal porridge. But you guys, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> if you look at this thing, it looks like a giant ball of starch. Uh-huh. It's essentially what it is. It's made out of corn. Okay. Um, and people use it as like a starch where you, you know, like have a little it. bit of starch, a little bit of meat. You might use it to like pick off, you know, mm-hmm. and use Put it the, as a utensil. Yeah, like to to pick up the food. So the first night we were there with um, some people on the uh, on the trip, and this woman was like, I'm just going to order this. I don't know what it is. And she ordered kawabanga. By the way, it's uh-huh. called kawanga. But um, we kept calling it kawabanga. This giant head of starch. starch arrived on her plate with like a tiny little portion of vegetables. So for the rest of the trip, we're like, how's that kawabanga coming along? Does she even know like, it how doesn't, to start with It doesn't taste like anything. It just tastes like sort oh. of like yeah. starch. Right, so it's like an a company, like a company's other things. Yeah. Usually, they're very big on starch. Uh-huh. So that was one of the starch on offer. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's right. too funny. Well, uh, speaking of the food, can we quickly? Well, you know, because I do want to ask a, some questions about Rwanda. Yeah. Can we do that after the break? I have a couple questions, absolutely, and then uh, we'll hear a little bit more about your trip. How about that? We'll do that by all means. Okay, we'll do that after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk One Hundred Seven. Bradley was just telling us about his trip to Rwanda. He was gone for an entire week. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom and Bradley Trainer is back now from that trip to Rwanda. Hi. And um, you just kind of gave us a little uh, quiz of some of the things that you learned about and, and words that you learned. Some, well, yeah. While that, you were there. Yeah. We, um, and we tried failed some new things. miserably. I didn't think you were going to know what these things were. Well, good. Um, but I did have some, I had some questions yeah. about it, because this is not an experience I will likely have. You never uh, know. Anytime I didn't soon. think this I would ever. True. This is true. Um, but I, we were talking about food, and you were explaining to us um, this, can you say what it was again? The, Which one? The Kawanga? Kawanga, yeah. Or Posho. People might know it as, from East Africa, but okay. it's Posho. So. I had a question. How yeah. was the food in general? You know, I don't want to say the food was better than Uganda, mm-hmm. but the food was better than I remember in Uganda, but it was very similar. So East African food is very like starch driven. Mm-hmm. Like there's like so many cassava. Um, you got beans. You've got different kinds of rice. You have potatoes. You have Irish potatoes. Mm-hmm. You have potato potatoes. You've got sweet potatoes. You got yams. You got um, plantains, sweet plantains, not sweet plantains, French fries. I mean, there was like five, six types of starch on every buffet we went to. And what about like, what do they have? Like, what were the meats like? And okay, how were that's they prepared? where they excel in that's Rwanda. What you love is the meat. So they do these things called brochettes, mm-hmm. which are kind of like um, shish kebabs. Mm. And so it's like a stick and then a bunch of meat piled on it. Um, and it was like really good and juicy and spicy and it was really yummy. So okay. you throw some meat on there or it might have been some kind of stewed. There were lots of like stewed chicken experiences and 
wiener or not wiener schnitzel chicken schnitzel <laughs> they had lots of wiener on the menu no but one night at our hotel they had chicken schnitzel oh really like, that's a weird influence i'm not sure where that came from but that's so wild lots of really good french pastries uh pan au chocolat which normal people would call chocolate croissants mm-hmm. um amazing croissants what about the coffee? Was there enough coffee for oh, you? Oh my God. Thank you for mentioning it. The coffee. I'm going to bring some coffee in for us to make a pot Ooh. because it will blow. And you know, people are like, oh yes, Rwandan coffee is so amazing. No, legit. Best coffee. Jamie and I were just remarking yesterday. Best coffee we've had on a trip ever. Even like you go to the hotel buffet and yeah. there's like a big urn of coffee. Yeah, and Still, it ain't no Folgers. No, this was amazing coffee oh that's awesome yeah. especially again things i know you love i ask yeah. about the meat and right? i ask about the coffee, <laughs> meat and, coffee. and i think that I care the about. schnitzel influence probably became uh came to rwanda back in the 1800s where it was a german well, it could be uh, colony. Yes. yeah yes the colonial mm-hmm. that's how the schnitzel period. got there <laughs> the schnitzel got its name no um th- there were the, the food i just i really enjoyed the food this time in a way that i didn't um have the same it's not that the food was bad in Uganda. It was just different. Different. In a better way. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Bradley's been now to Uganda twice. twice. Yep. And this was your first time visiting Rwanda with the American Refugee Committee, which is actually what I wanted to ask about next. Because when you went to Uganda, I remember really we like I that we really focused on like changing the language from calling it a refugee camp to a refugee settlement. And now this time in Rwanda, you've talked about visiting a refugee camp. Yeah. What is the difference? That's a really good question. And it's an intentional. There's two ways to talk about it. So a refugee settlement as the ones we visited in Uganda, um, it really is like a settlement in, in the sense that it's a broad space. It's open. You would, for example, the one we were in in Uganda or uh, yeah, in Uganda was about the land area of Minneapolis. Oh, wow. So huge. Wow, that right? is huge. huge. So that's not like here's a fence. Yep. You go up to the gate, you go in. You're in the camp, right? Yep. That's a settlement. So in Rwanda, we were in a much smaller space, very dense, people packed together, very little room individually um, for dwellings and things. And you would call that a camp because it really is more of a traditional refugee camp that's set up very quickly. You know, you try to fit as many people as you can in. It's a much more dense uh, densely populated experience. And what were the things that you did while you were there? So I know that you worked in the library and you brought, you sort of helped put that library together. Yeah. So we did a couple of different projects. The one was the library and the library was this building that was just sitting there and the UNHCR let ARC turn that into a library. Um, and so we brought books, we brought furniture, we put the furniture together. We had to put Ikea furniture together in Africa. I'm telling you, it's just as complicated there oh, as it is It's my favorite here. thing to do. <laughs> But at least here it was for the kids. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so we got some toys like kids everywhere. Within five minutes, the toys were all over the place. Yep. It was a hot mess. Um, so that was one of the projects we worked on. And um, we brought a bunch of books. People brought individual. I brought green eggs and ham. Oh, so fun. So like we all kind of brought books to put in the library so that the kids could use. And kids do learn English, learn French. They've got their, um, you know, their own local languages and dialects that they speak as well. So. That is so cool. It was really cool. Jamie had the experience. You know, he works for um, he works for the park board. And so he was able to help build the first park in a refugee camp. That was kind of special for him. So cool. That is so cool. Yeah. So what would you say? Well, what would you say was your favorite 
part of the entire this experience. This ex- visiting you know Rwanda. Kind of, I'm going to say something that's going to blow your mind. The children. Oh my gosh, that does blow my mind. Because the kids. Oh my god, they're so amazing. There are there are eight half of the people in that refugee camp are kids. Mm. Imagine what that's like. You've never seen so many children in one place. So you walk out of the building and you are swarmed by children. Mm-hmm. And so very quickly, it was like any aspersion or you know any um, feelings that you've feelings had in the past about <laughs> against children, children go out the window mm-hmm. because they're so they're like so excited to see you and they're grabbing your hands. Like every time we'd go from like one building to the next, you had four kids on each arm, and oh. they're all saying like I you know how are you? What's your name? Um, you know, like the sweetest kids, they're singing, they're dancing. Like I would make noises. They would make noises. Oh my gosh. I love it. You just fell in love with the kids. There are even like something like 200 some kids that don't have parents that are literally just like somebody is making sure they're okay, but they don't have homes. Right. So you just, you feel for these kids in a way, Mm -hmm. um, that I don't normally find myself feeling for children. Yeah. Yeah, so. but that obviously was like a made a huge impact oh, on for you. For sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, very cool. Okay, then in general, not speaking of speaking more of the travel experience yeah. than of the experience uh-huh. in the settlement in the camp. Which did you like better, oh, Rwanda or so Uganda? Hard. But I will say that if we go back, I would like to first go back to Rwanda because there are so many um, things I want to see. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been to Uganda now twice, but I definitely want to go back to Rwanda first. Yeah. So cool. I'm so glad you had that experience. Me too. And I'm so glad you love children now. Um, no, just those children. In Rwanda okay. only. All right. In that one refugee okay. camp. Got it. All right. Crazy <laughs> Stupid Idiots next on My Talk 1071. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And we call those dumb people doing dumb things crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of... Florida. Yep, well, they're still at it, so... Mm, yeah, no, that did not change while you were in Rwanda. Did I tell you, or have you guys talked about the Waffle House lately? No. Okay, good. Well, that's where we're going. And unfortunately, we're not going to get a peanut butter waffle. Dang it. Which would be my my uh, particular preference. However, we are going to talk about a Florida lady. She's 38 years old. She has a name. I'm going to tell you that in a moment. But she did something at the uh, Waffle House in Pensacola... That got people talking. And those people, by the way, were police. And oh. they were talking to her okay. for doing the thing that okay. she was doing. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Uh, I want to tell you the tale of Freedom Rider Zobrist. Oh, that is a strong name. First name Freedom, middle name Rider with a Y, last name Zobrist. I don't know what that is, uh, what kind of place that comes from. But mm-hmm. anyway, Freedom Rider, as I shall call her, because that's her name was 38 years old, and she did something heinous in the parking lot of a Waffle House oh, in Pensacola oh, that uh, earns her crazy, stupid idiot status. Mm. Do you want to know what it is? Did she take her pants off? She did. Did she? Yes. You do have to take your pants off to have a good time, thought Freedom Rider Zobris. 
in the parking lot of the Waffle House in Pensacola. Now, apparently, that's not all she did. So taking your pants off in a Waffle House parking lot seems kind of average, if you ask me. Right. In the world of crazy, stupid idiots. I mean, there are a couple things. There are a couple reasons why we find people taking their pants off in public. Might just be hot. You need some ventilation. That's almost never the reason why, (laughs) though. That is also true. Oftentimes, uh, they are taking their pants off to relieve themselves in some way. She did not relieve herself. To experience some sort of pleasure. Well, she did, uh, while her pants were down, attempt to grab the gentles of a restaurant manager. Oh, dear. <laughs> so apparently she was, she was trying to complete a puzzle. Is that what she was working she on? She was first asked to leave the Waffle House property uh, when she became verbally abusive, allegedly threatened to retrieve a firearm and shoot workers and patrons. Okay. When she then pulled her pants down, exposed her sexual organs, and started dancing around the parking lot. Now, that's when uh, she got in the face of the manager and grabbed his gentles and then <laughs> uh, licked him on both sides of his face. Okay, sometimes <laughs> I am shocked at people's response to things. You know what I mean? Like if I had been asked to leave a restaurant Mm. for creating some sort of scene to begin with, Mm. I don't know that my first impulse would be to take my pants off, grab dance around, grab somebody else's junk and then lick their face. Probably made for a hard getaway. No pun intended. Just, you know, the ankles Uh, and the pants. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that was the dance she was doing. Maybe it looked like a dance, but she was just trying to walk. Old gray mare. No, she, <laughs> she used, used to be. be. Well, uh, Freedom Rider. She took a Freedom Ride to jail. Mm-hmm. That uh, wasn't where, much a, a Freedom Ride. <laughs> that, was, that was the antithesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereupon the judge ordered her to quote, "Stay away from Waffle House and don't use drugs." That's a yes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. clearly she had to have been on something drugs. Mm-hmm. Yikes. That's a lot, man. Can't you just go to the Waffle House? I feel like the menu at Waffle House is is like entertainment enough. Why does so much crazy stuff happen at the Waffle House? Well, late night yeah, booze. 24-7 operations. Oh, I suppose. I mean, I just want waffles. Right. All right. Can we go to Texas for this next one? Let's. We're going to Austin, Texas. And uh, we're going to talk about a guy who robbed a bank in Austin, Texas. Uh, 19-year-old Luca Manguriano, he robbed a bank. He's 19 years old, but then he made the most 19-year-old getaway ever. Um, He didn't have a getaway driver. He didn't have a getaway car. He didn't take an Uber. He didn't do any of that. Mm -hmm. What he did is he hopped on one of those, um, like what we have, like the bird scooters, you know, the, or the green. Oh, like the, the, yeah, the. The scooters, the kids motorized ride. scooters, mm-hmm. but he, that you use an app to unlock. Yeah. Yeah. He hopped on one of those to get away. They call them jump scooters there. Problem. He didn't have the, the well, credit card up the to date or something. The scooter that he used uh, was linked to himself. Oh, yeah. That's genius. Right. So when he abandoned the scooter. They were like, who used the scooter last? Precisely. Uh-huh. And that led them right to 19-year-old bank robber, Luca Mangiriano. 
Are you feeling sorry for him, like, Holly? Oh, he's just such that, a nice boy. No, he would have gotten away with it, too. Scooter, and then he just thought he was going to be fine, and then they found him. No, that's just like next level stupidity. I, dumb. You didn't think that one all the way through. Look, look at his cute little like uh, he's beard like, attempt. Me? Oh, there's yeah. like chin two cubes. little patches. He has like, like chin two cubes. little patches. Yeah, yeah. just oh. right under there. Yeah, it, son. Yeah, wait a few years. Yeah, before well. you start robbing banks, figure it out, man. YouTube that stuff. <laughs> there you go. That's all right, all. that was in Austin, right? Correct. <sighs> okay. Oof. Speaking of, what was he, 19? 19. I need to tell you about a 15-year-old, and it's not good. Oh, the criminals are getting younger? Literally. So, okay, imagine you're 15 years old. Now, I think we are in uh, Youngstown. That's Pennsylvania, right? I think. Sure. Anyway, um, so imagine you're 15 years old. You're at high school, and you're tripping balls. (laughs) Okay. Oh, all right. I was the first two points. I was like, "Yes, I'm there." And then LSD. <laughs> the You're last on part. the LS and the okay. D. Right. Well, just LSD anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, like Cary Grant. Okay. The uh, and then the following thing happens: you have a meltdown because I mean, you're on LSD. Yeah, you're I mean, 15. What do you expect? Um, but it's it's how he melted down that just it made my day because okay. I kind of. <laughs> I'm really glad Just wait. that this 15-year-old's acid-induced <laughs> meltdown made He's Bradley's fine. day. He's fine. He's fine. Everybody's fine. Don't worry about it. So he, uh, here's what happened when he uh, starts, you know, melting down. Or what do they call it? You know, you're falling out or whatever. I don't know. Whoa, I'm on drugs. He <laughs> first grabs a female teacher's breasts Ooh. roughly Ooh. in a painful manner, prompting the teacher to yell, do not touch me. That's when the teen fled. But then he was brought back inside by a resource officer. I mean, I don't know that that was a good idea, but maybe mm-hmm. for his safety, right? Mm-hmm. Then he starts to mumble about. <laughs> oh, no. Big. Let's call them jugs, shall mm-hmm. we? But it rhymes with spits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> big spits. <laughs> he starts mumbling about big spits and making incoherent comments, at which point. He pushes a school secretary against the wall, grabs her bosom and her buttocks, and yells, come here, biatch. (laughs) No. At that point, the resource officer struggles to handcuff said LSD melting down student, at which point he lunges at the principal, grabs her breasts aggressively. Oh, my gosh. So they finally get him into the rear of a police cruiser. Okay. Okay. Where... Wait for it. He licks the windows and kicks through a partition window. I mean, he is on full LSG hallucinogenic meltdown. And were there any there was that just because there were no more breasts to grab? Yeah, apparently breasts were a thing. Um, apparently, he also told pa- paramedics that he'd taken LSD later claimed that he was given LSD um, by his dog. Oh, sounds about right. Okay, <laughs> I I learned it by watching my dog. I wonder if maybe it's best to wait until the whole trip is complete before you interview the perpetrator. While being examined at Youngstown Hospital, the team began yelling, I'm an Avenger! Where he then tried to strangle a female nurse with a stethoscope yelling, Big rhymes with Rick and Big spits. Oh, no. (laughs) I, trying to strangle the uh, the nurse. She's fine. 
he's fine. I he just, was subsequently like, transported to juvenile hall. Yeah. And uh, he was, um, you know. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. I just feel terrible for those parents. His, I'm, oh, you feel bad for his parents. Imagine you're the principal who had her boobs well, that, grabbed. I mean, it's not, I can feel bad for a lot of people all at once. Yeah. Yeah, you can my, have those feelings. my moment right then was for the parents. No, you're like, I just hope that school doesn't call me one day and say, No, Hi, don't Colleen. even do it. Don't even say it. <laughs> Your don't child attach any had an of my LSD children meltdown, to that. Oh. Was yelling, among other things, Big Rick! Oh, my Big God. Rick! They did have to uh, seize his vaping device. Well, I think that's probably a good plan. <laughs> right. Okay. I feel like he's going to look back on this and be like, hey, you guys, I got a really funny story about when I was 15. But right now, <laughs> right now it's, it's not, not funny at no. all. It's going to be an awkward Monday morning. But it made Bradley's day. It did. Thanks, 15-year-old. When we come back, um, it's time to play the throwback live at 2:45. Oh my 45. god, who's winning now? Um, we'll talk. Okay. After this on my talk 1071. Hi, I'm James Seawood, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word peace to 22433 for a 7-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.